0: Interestingly, the film that won Best Film, which no one's talking about, is Coda. Coda. And that is an Apple TV Plus original. Oh, right. Which is interesting because they are throwing a lot of money at content. And I'm yet to... Fu- I know it's just one big best picture. And I'm yet to think of a show or a movie on Apple TV Plus that has really taken off, apart from Ted Lasso, which I don't think is for everyone.
1: And I do think it will happen. Mm. I think Apple TV Plus... I think will- Ted Lasso has... Done very well. Ted Lesser has done very well. Massey. But but you're right. There's no. That's a comedy. You're almost. Where's the Where's the prestige show? The the big one.
0: And I'm sure they're loving it because yeah. the, you know their film is one best picture. That's the biggest accolade you can yeah. have for your, for your film. But I don't. Anecdotally, whether or not whether it's because people don't have Apple TV Plus, but people aren't talking about the shows on that platform. Mm. I see trailers of stuff. Like I remember I was excited for the Foundation, and people said it was a bit it wasn't the that foundation? great. The Foundation. It had Jared Harris in it, and it was like a huge stuff. Exactly the fact that you don't even know. No. Um, Did you got, see the Paul Rudd thing with Will Ferrell? No. Shrink, shrink next, next door. door. There's the servant, which I hear is is oh, decent. The Shyamalan thing, The Shyamalan yeah. with uh, Rupert Grint and Toby Kebble. But and, and I do think they will happen because they've got. More more money than cents, right. and it will go. This brings me on to a show I've been watching, which is an Apple TV Plus original, which is We Crashed. Right. Which is about Adam Neiman, the We Work entrepreneur. And it stars Jared Leto in a little bit of prosthetic mm. and Anne Hathaway as his very cukey wife. I mean, do you know much about the We Work? I, I do I do because I work in that that area.
1: Do you wanna do you wanna know yeah, well, so, so, better than me? Well, I don't know the story of what happened with We Work Why it's called We Crashed. and yeah. know We Work It actually surprised me that when I was talking about it with friends recently that they weren't familiar with it. WeWork is a co-working space and it was like the most prominent brand of co-working space. Um, Even though there had been other ones before that, it it shot straight up as as the most... And the I know, one. yeah, exactly. So they and they um, were the most marketable and famous example of, oh, it became the word we work became synonymous with co working in the same yeah. way that like Netflix became synonymous with streaming. Yes. It's just one of those the Netflix of, like, yes, the we work of. But I'm Uber aware of. that the CEO was slightly contentious and controversial. Yeah. And I know that I don't think this is a spoiler, this is public knowledge that when they listed it, it famously tanked Yeah. and that's why it's probably called we crashed and they also had off didn't they have off brand shoots like there's we work and like we gym and we live we live
0: it, 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 like this is like right before the fall it looked like yeah. it was starting to so get co-working living.
1: co-working is still a massive thing and now actually co-living is still and a we thing, work is still we, a business that operates yes, yeah but it was like the first kind of like champion out the gate so anyway tell and me yeah you know, th- it's all i think that the main thing is that it was valued
0: yeah. far beyond its its actual valuation it had crazy valuation
1: also i don't know if we need to explain this to some people but maybe we do when we say co-working we mean like you you, you, turn rent, up a to desk, bit, you rent a desk you rent a desk or you rent a room or you rent yeah. Yeah, and you pay based on that and it's you know there's free food free free beer yeah, sure. it's it's
0: all the little bean bags and it's trendy such little a big bulbs, industry now, that... exposed brick okay Uh, all right and so i i i I looked at this show and i thought this looks kind of good it kind of reminds me of uh the steve jobs film and a bit of social network and aaron sorkin as we rise we fall and i thought i'm gonna give this a go because it, it looks fun it looks well made but i was also similarly kind of at the end of my jared leto tether Yes, just based on the marketing for Morbius, which I, which I are, hear is are not you are a you gonna going, going to see that? I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to do it. Um, it's currently got 15 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Yeah, I mean, a shocker. We could have, could have told you that. Um, and then like that performance in House of Gucci, which he just what are you talking hey, about? for me. I want to make trousers. <laughs> just, just so like I said, it's not bad. It's just so misplaced yeah. and so off. And the Joker. The, uh, the, he, he was back in the Snyder cut of Justice League for a little Joker scene, which it yeah. uh, was more of the Joker. Um, and what, what, what the problem with Jared Leto? And, and I think he is a, he is a really good actor, and I think he's good in this. But the character of Adam Newman is really irritating, mm. and and you can tell that that's meant to be a part of the plot. Adam Newman is an irritating, thinks he's so much better than mm-hmm. he is, considers himself to be this Steve Jobs level visionary. And it is a little bit irritating to follow him and the character, his wife played by Anne Hathaway, who's also very annoying. I'm only two episodes into it. Right. Of, of how many do you know? Eight. Oh, uh, I think it's eight. Okay, yeah, Off my head. Good. So I'm only two episodes into it, and I'm going to stick with it because I'm quite. I'm, I'm enjoying. Mm. I'm enjoying it more. In the first episode, I found Jared Leto really irritating. Mm. the second episode, I'm finding it more interesting. The problem with We Crashed is that if this film had come out ten years ago, it would be a huge hit. The problem is there have been several other things that have done what this is doing better
1: what do you mean do you mean like this the mo- whole, whole idea, idea of, of hubris of, like, uh, so like if we a, start
0: with courtroom with lawyers yeah. like where is he what we're, we're about to the go live it, it, it is i like, like i said steve jobs film yeah. which i think was brilliant at masterfully yeah. like switching between time zones and yeah. showing you what happened and the social network and i think i've seen other things do this better and this format yeah. is a little bit cookie cutter at this point mm. like i said i've only seen two episodes and i think jared leto is good in it but it was it without a doubt engaging and i'm curious to see what happens next and i want to hear more i want to hear more about the cr- like the level of mm. um craziness that, that 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 goes to that there are certain quotes where his architect partner who's starting to lose his you get at the end of his tether with with adam newman he says you know you're not god you know and he says yes but you have to admit i look a little bit like him and there's these things where like he has this blind optimism about everything that he does and he he signs like a huge lease in the early part of this business for this massive office space in Brooklyn. They're barely able to maintain it. Like they've not got enough money. And he comes to his business partner and he's like, oh yeah, I've signed another two. And he's like, what are you doing? Like we don't have, so it's like growth at the cost of anything. Just Jesus. growth, growth, growth. And he has his optimism where it's like, Adam, like, this building you've got, it's gonna cost you over a million dollars to do it up. Like It's full of mold. He says, look, it, it, we're still finding out whether or not it is the good mold or the bad mold. And this guy's like, what do you mean? There is no bad mold. It, it's got mold, there, there is, no, sorry, no, there is no, no good mold. mold. It's yeah. all bad mold, mold <laughs> is bad. Um, so it's like here's the thing again. Like I want to put it in the context of what Apple TV Plus is trying yeah. to do, which I know shouldn't be relevant to the art, but I'm like they're clearly going for so many things that, we, that you can see the shadow of so many other successful formats they're trying to really go for. And look, I've not finished it. Maybe it gets really good. But I'm like, what? I'm gonna stick with it. but Basically, I don't know how I feel about it yet.
1: You, where you're trying? I think what you're trying to say is also like where where does this sit? What's this? What, what's the place for this show? Are you, like culturally? I'm waiting I'm, for it to hit me with something really new. Yeah, and then tell me. It, Story, I don't know before. So, at the moment it's like a pale imitation of yes. what you've already seen before. Yeah. What's the accent he's from? Israeli. The, the oh, character right, is, is Israeli. So, he's a little bit non no, Is no, no, that no, no. doing the accent as well? No, she American. is
0: American, um, but still very strange. She sounds strange. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where she's from. Um, yeah, So like, no, 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 no. What we do is we're going to do this. Right, and I, I okay. do. You tell, hey, you know, yeah. for me, it is not about. If with real estate, yeah. it's not about where you can see. It's how people can see you. Okay. Right. And,
1: um, yeah. It's, it's okay, well, so we'll see. So you, you're you almost... The point of it needs to be a bit more... It needs to come out, I guess. Maybe when yeah. you when you finish I, the show. I want to know why they wanted to make it. I guess because of the... I guess it's the hubris. There's this huge, like, fall from grace, but...
0: And this is kind of this uh, fire Festival-esque theme of if we yes. can be so confident and so bullish and deceive people and, and make them believe that we are valued at the highest possible level. Um, it, it, it's such, a, it's such an interesting way valued, to frame yeah. this like social media uh, yeah. boom last 10 years we've had. Like, mm. uh, Everyone wants to try and understand how all these things have come up and gone so quickly. And I, I hope it sort of goes to that. But again, like Fire Festival documentaries mm. did it better, like trying
1: to capture that. Well, you know, there's that WeWork documentary, which I think, maybe I should give that. Is, uh, no, well, that's the thing. Is that informing, is that making your... Your perception of this show, a pale imitation. Uh, no, pay limitation. that Sorry. felt uh, very different, and I don't think it was the most amazing documentary. Okay, there was
0: nothing wrong with it, but I wasn't like, whoa, like that's changed. This everything. has covered everything. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm interested to see like what, 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 like the 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 path of that personality and what he does. Yeah. All but right, maybe I'll catch up with you at the end when I've done it. Yeah, do. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine recommended that I watch Pam and Tommy. Oh, yeah, the Disney Plus Star Ooh. Disney Plus. Lily James
1: and a bit of prosthetic. A lot yes. of prosthetics. Pam uh, Anderson. Anderson. Wow.
0: Um, yeah, if you didn't know, Pam and Tommy is uh, based on the true story about Pam and Anderson and Tommy Lee, about the sex tape that got leaked and yes. the story all behind it. And um, you've got... Yes. Who's Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee is the drummer of the band Motley Crue. Right. Motley Crue?
1: Okay. I'm on my way. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, Like sweet. Amer- oh. American hair metal, yeah. Rock
0: and roll uh, was super popular in the 1980s and were very much like a relic of that era. And in the 90s, they kind of struggled when everyone shifted into like Nirvana grunge. Yeah. But still, yeah, great songs. Uh, super crazy rock star, like tribal tattoos everywhere. Yeah, hair metal. Doing like, uh, there's a famous video where one of them does a line of cocaine that's like along this huge banister and he like snorts it all the way across. It's like rock and roll. Oh yeah. Um, Okay. Anyway, this is all about, uh, it starts off about uh, this character called Rand played by Seth Rogen who's playing a largely non-comedic role. Okay. First time I think I've actually seen him do it. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. You're right. Steve Jobs. Um, And he's really good in it. And uh, there are comedic elements to his role. But he basically plays this guy who's a carpenter at Tommy Lee's house who's doing a refurbishment. And Tommy Lee is this like unhinged, crazy rock star who keeps coming down to all these renovations. He's like, nah, change it, man. I want a swing that goes from the ceiling. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, we've just spent two days putting your bed here. Like, you realize it's going to take." another two days to move it. And he's like, yeah, just do it. And they're like, okay, well, you need to give us money up front. Like you already owe us $14,000. And he's like, what, why? And it, it, the relationship breaks no. down and he ends up firing them without paying them. And Rand is like, you know what? If this guy, yeah. I'm going to go back and get my tools. I'm going to I'm gonna go steal something. And he takes this safe inside Tommy. This isn't a spoiler. He takes this safe. And inside the safe is like some guns, some cash, some jewelry. He's able to open the safe. He like, saws it open and everything and he finds this tape and he doesn't find the tape for like days it like sits on the floor of his house and he finds the tape and realizes what what happens and the story goes on from there and you learn a lot about pamela anderson and everything that happened with her and who tommy lee is mm. and what i found my main takeaway which i found interesting because i think the story is fairly interesting but there's nothing about it where i'm like oh my god that happened mm. but what i thought was really interesting is that this was one of the first pieces of media that went viral on the internet and there's this amazing oh, moment okay. where seth rogan's character and nick offerman's character are trying to figure out how they get this to more people because huh. they drove it's a stolen tape and they're going to all the porn distributors in the whole of LA and none of them will take it because it's an illegal tape and they don't have permission to use it. And there's this moment where they go, why don't we just put it on the internet? What do you mean the internet? What's the internet? <laughs> we just, we just put it up on the internet. Well, how are they, they going to sue us? Like sue who? It'll be anonymous. Huh. What? We can just, yeah, we can yeah. just list it for free and people will buy it. And it's the thing where you, there's like a Pam and Tommy sex tape page and then they will, you pay the money and they will send you the tape and it it, it it covers a lot of this like what does it mean to have something spread in a way that never has before yeah it was the first time that they started to like figure out how to upload videos to the internet right. where they didn't even believe that was possible what do you mean you're going to watch it how are you watching that on your computer <laughs> like that's not possible so that was something i found so fascinating because i grew up with slow internet but like over the years i've sort of forgotten about how seamless it is now versus how it was and then you get this really great backstory of Pamela Anderson and what it means t- in, in, in what the difference is between doing something pornographic where you give consent for someone to watch yourself mm. have sex on camera and the difference between taking someone's private, intimate, personal interaction with their partner and putting it online mm. for everyone to see and the way that Pamela Anderson is treated for having already been viewed as a sex symbol and the way in which she's perceived on Baywatch is obviously incredibly sexualized and when she's trying to stop this tape from circulating like the way in which she's treated for being wanting to like so she wants to stop this thing getting up but no one has any sympathy because you make money off off of your saying, body uh, and standing so why would you even care yeah. and it's about understanding that distinction and other characters sort of realizing what damage that does um and it and it is very entertaining again kind of with the jared letter thing i've not yet been like why has this been made like mm. what is the crazy part of the story that i'm like wow i didn't know that happened but i will give a shout out to mm. lily james who i've not been in in love with before but she really does lose herself in this performance mm. and she's unrecognizable yeah full full prosthetic like boobs nose everything is yeah. just completely like I, I was like that i can't believe that's lily james yeah. like, I, that's what i think pamela anderson looks like huh. now and sebastian stan who i think is really really brilliant in this I can tell he's loving his costume and his mm. hair and his goatee and his tribal tattoos and he's completely losing himself in this like rock and roll persona but i've not really seen him do that kind of more broad, large mm. acting before because I find um, I
1: find Winter Soldier a little bit one note. Well, this is uh, this is it's really interesting you bring this up because yeah. I, so I haven't seen Pam and Tommy. I might go watch it now. You know, you, I think you should. You yeah. say it's, it's good, good fun watch. But interesting you talk about Sebastian Stan because mm. I agree. When I've seen him in, he's got the dullest character in the whole yeah. MCU of Bucky of the Winter Soldier and a TV show where they flesh it out. It doesn't. That's why I never wanted to watch And I I always looked at him in that, and I always I always believed that I thought this guy it's clearly a better actor than this. He's just stuck with this rubbish role of this Mm. monotonous, dull, straight-faced, basically playing a robot, right? yeah. So same thing I, every scene with him. But so I haven't seen Pam and Tommy, but I did watch Fresh, which is on Disney+, Plus, which is sane. the new uh, film with Daisy Edgar-Jones from yep. Normal People. Did you watch Normal People? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I everyone it, else in the country it, it during lockdown. It broke my heart. It gave me so much anxiety, yeah. but it was
0: probably the best TV show I watched. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fantastic.
1: So, so great to see Daisy Edgar-Jones, um, you know, in a, in a lead role. And it's her and Sebastian Stan. So just a quick uh, summary of what the film's mm. about. Daisy Edgar-Jones is an American, just about, I'll say, with the accent, a little bit soft. Interesting, because her Irish accent was... Fantastic. It's it's a very soft American accent. I can hear the Englishness coming through a little bit. However, she is still great. Very good actress. Um, She is in LA. She is uh, having a very depressing time on the dating scene, on dating apps. You see her on very depressing dates. And then she has this very sort of honest, uh, natural interaction with Sebastian Stan at the grocery store mm. um, about food. And they both love food, they both talk about it. And they get each other's number and they go on a date and they have a really nice time. And and it's, you know, wonderful and and they could hit it off. There's something slightly mysterious about him, but like he's a doctor, he's really charming. Um, and then um, they go away for a weekend and then something happens, something bad, something very thrillery and something a bit nasty, okay. which I won't say, All right. but James, oh, well, slight digression how long into a movie do you think, uh, how late in a movie would you expect the title credits to come in?
0: Oh, uh, at the latest? Yeah. Five to ten minutes at the very yeah. latest? The
1: titles for this film where it says the title of the film and starring, starring, comes in 40 minutes in. What? It, and, how long I tell you it's bold. It's bold. The film is like just over an hour and a half and it comes in at like 40 minutes. It, it's basically the end of act one if you can imagine the three-act yeah, structure. okay. And I went, oh, that's bold. It doesn't quite work because I'm now thinking of these people as actors and I, I, it's removed the fact that they're characters because yeah. no, it's going Sebastian Stan, Daisy Edgar Jones, right? So it's got like a huge prologue. It's just, you no, know, but you, it, you just think you're watching the film and then, and then it just goes when something, when the big thing happens at the end of act one. I see. And then it goes fresh. Then they play the music. And it's like Sebastian Stan. Wow. And I'm like, there's only like, Another 50, five 0 minutes of the film left. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit confused. It's bold. I don't think it works. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. anyway um, it's a talking point. We're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then I have to say, unfortunately, the film gets quite silly and falls into very generic thriller territory and actually it's pretty underwhelming. Oh, okay. But Sebastian Stan in it is really good. He's having a great time. And He's he, going to be a huge star. You just star. See him really like, is. yeah, you see him like unshackled and yeah. just enjoying this thing. And I think he would be really good as a villain. You know, do you yeah. know what? I was watching him because he, he is a villain and villainous sort of air in this, in this film. Yeah. I was like, I really wish he'd been in the Bond film instead of Rami Malek. I think he really could have done something. Interesting he's, shout. Because he, he's got something in this that I'm just like, instead of doing the flat monotonous that Rami Malek did. yeah. Th- yeah. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Stan has got... Charisma, and I really look forward to seeing him do more. And I'm glad that he's got this Pam and Tommy show. Yeah. And I want because remember he did I Tonya, and yes. I saw so him in that, and I thought, oh, good, you clearly have yeah. something else here. So um, in I Pam really, and Tommy, he's all over the wall; he bounces off the walls. Yeah. It's like
0: you, you know, you've just not seen an actor do that. I'm like, oh yeah, fair play, go for it. Yeah, go mad. I really
1: want him to be more of a leading man, more of a, and because I think he's really interesting to watch. Yeah, I think he's a really interesting presence. So you anyway, know, and even now, like you're talking about the Jared Leto thing, why can't he have played? Why couldn't that have been played by Sebastian Stan? Yeah, why can't <laughs> give, Seb- give, Sebastian? Sebastian, <laughs> all the roles. George is getting okay. commissioned. If Sebastian, Stan get roll, Sebastian Stan gets a role. There you go. Uh, okay. um, um, so I I look forward to seeing him more. So great. I'll check out Pam and Tommy. Fresh is so so, but Sebastian Stan. Let's let's see what he's got next.
0: And, and if there's one thing which I think Pam and Tommy does really well is it it, it really enjoys its time frame, mm-hmm. and. There are so many moments you go like, God, yeah, that is the '90s, isn't it? And it, and it's not just because of the hair and the, yeah. and the and the outfits. It's like it's like interactions that people say, huh. and the approaches that people have, yeah. and that's why I enjoy it setting so much more than like House of Gucci being mm-hmm. set in the '70s and '80s. Right? It's it, it, it's quite fun to see that that in my mind is not that long ago but, but when actually, you think about like media, digital yeah. oh God, uh, our perception of pop culture, culture. just completely night and day
1: I'm just going to get up Sebastian Stan's IMDB to see what he's got coming up to see if people have listened to us and he is yeah. going to be is he doing more Mar- like mm. I don't even know what Marvel stuff he's doing no, now, it it feels beat like the Reaper, I don't know what that Marvel. is the Brutalist um Oh, he's in, a film. he's in a film coming up with Mark Rylance and Vanessa Kirby. Ooh, so, that, okay. with and Joel Edg- Edgerton. Oh. And Marion Cotillard. Oh, hello. Hello. It's hello. It's called We're... The Brutalist. An Brutalist. architect emigrates to the United States in 1947 oh. and spends the next three decades developing his masterpiece. It's in pre-production though, so anything can happen with that. Yeah. Um, and then he's in it's great cast. Uh, another film called Sharper, which is in post-production. A con artist takes on Manhattan's billionaires. Love it. Sebastian Stan, Julianne Moore, John Lithgow,
0: yeah, love John Lithgow.
1: And that's, that's about it for the big names. But that cool. could be something. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Seems what like he he's having next.
0: a good like he's had like a few a lot of things come out in succession where everyone's going, Yeah, Sebastian sounds really good in this.
1: And maybe he will be in succession. Ah. <laughs> i had some time off work recently and i just needed to watch something in the daytime in the afternoon that was really nice and lovely and i watched a film on amazon called um Uh, i (laughs) I want you back it's called i want you back (laughs) James, it was incredible. Wow! I mean, so good. How I do I describe, describe this film? <laughs> I'm like a guy who's blagging his essay. You know, yeah. <laughs> this, this is, the star is hasn't g- read the book. Generating brain. Sorry, <laughs> it's called "I Want You Back." You I... did have COVID. Talk about That's brain for real... Oh my god. Sorry, "I Want You Back." It's got Charlie Day and Jenny Slay, and it's a rom com. The only reason I'm bringing it up right, is that it reminded me why people like rom coms, and it reminded me why they're enjoyable. Oh. It's not for the rom. It's not for the com. <laughs> it's because it's always sunny. Okay, you know it's always sunshine because right. yeah. it's in America and it's in LA no or whatever. Um, they live in very spacious, um, clean and spacious <laughs> flats. Even though they work in dead end, boring, like low level jobs, oh, so I they can still afford them. Everything like interior designed, lovely. Yeah, um, they have so much free time during the day. It's yes. an endless weekend. Yeah. They never go to work. <laughs> they, they, have these, they only have these dead-end jobs when they want to make a point in the film. But it's not irritating you. It's just no, refreshing it's, and it's, nice it's to be... It's aspirational. I'm like, yes. God, I would escapism. To, yes, I would love to have this much time to walk around. I would love to work both a shitty Does job... Does
0: the city or setting that it... Yeah, kind in. of. Yeah. Just
1: sort of generic sort of Americana. It's always sunny. Everyone's kind of nice. Yeah. And uh, everyone's, everyone's good looking. Um, and I'm, I'm always looking for a good rom-com recommendation. There Take aren't... it. This one it's it's not it's not amazing it's not it's it's, the rom is okay and the com is okay okay but but it as an overall aesthetic experience to appreciate the fact that they just have time and and a little bit of money (laughs) just do it i I just hate seeing busy poor people on tv (laughs) how dare they (laughs) no but that it is it's the escapism it's the aspirational so i want you back it's on uh prime could have probably been 20 minutes shorter but it's, it's fun. And Charlie Day is, is not, too, uh, not too annoying in it. He's perfectly... He's charming, actually. And Jenny Slate, I've always thought, is really great. I want great.
0: the Illuminati of the film industry me? to get together. Like, the people that, you know, turn the cogs of film,
1: okay. you know,
0: your your big-shot big, big shot producers, to all just really have a crisis meeting about rom-coms. Like, Guys, can we yeah. just sort yeah. it out and get yeah. this whole neglected genre yeah. that has just been straight to video and not not in a good way? And well, it, the and thing, thing is... We're longing for it.
1: Rom-coms, are the mo- I feel like, over the past five years, people have got so, uh, like it's has such an identity crisis that all rom-coms are always very either meta or like trying to do something very like over-innovative. Yeah. So they're like very self-referential. So a rom-com will have loads of references in it to other rom-coms and how they're trying to buck the trend for the rom-com. Yeah. Fresh, that film I just mentioned, that sets itself up to be a rom-com before taking a different turn. This knows it's a rom-com. doesn't really talk about other rom-coms. It just focuses down the line. I read a review that said streaming services should make one of these a year. Yeah. And they're like, standard so in the 90s this would have been a box office smash yes
0: it would have been full release in cinema yeah. i was having an interesting conversation with someone about um bridgerton season two coming out and okay. obviously do you remember when i read you through the most successful netflix series of all time and bridgerton season one was the highest i, I do sort of remember it that. was yeah. it, you know, it's only just been out a year and how there are so few um films tv shows that are made in the in, for like the female gaze you're right. Right. And there, so, I'm not saying that rom coms are gendered. Like obviously, guys guys love to watch them. But there are so few things that are made in the female gaze. Mm. And and there's that show has gone on to be so successful. And it's very like you know mm. sexual and sparty. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's you know we're going to talk about like brightly bright colours mm. and music. Um, and someone's talking about how these things do so well when they come out. And the last thing that was written for the female gaze that was so successful was Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. And you think about that film and how awful it is. And it's a shame that there are so few things, but... Fifty Shades of Grey is like all all you had, which was written in the female yeah. gaze, and it's like, why is this film? Do, we, a, do we not deserve better? Yeah, such films? a paucity of what, of what a female, bad female like gaze. poster child for things which yeah. are written in the female gaze. Yeah. And you've got Christian, which I I didn't really love it, but like I know so many people do, and I think like we just need to reset our our whole approach to to like the way in which we mm. green light projects which are, which are written just for a completely different audience yeah. and I think like we just need to have so many more and again I don't think rom-coms are gendered I don't think that's a thing but it's a shame that there are so few which are catering for an audience that has just been completely
1: neglected I agree with you I mean I liked it because it was really sunny and there was loads of spacious rooms <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and lots of free time but I, yeah. I really do agree with you yeah <laughs> so it's good I want you back Thank you for listening to this episode of Pulp Kitchen. We've got fresh episodes coming out every Wednesday. Don't forget, we've got plenty of new content coming out on the channel as well. And um, we please just, give this video, uh, if you're watching, a like and subscribe. It really does make a difference.
0: And yeah. if you're listening, please leave us a review. Send it to your friends. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. And
1: contact us, DM us, or email us if you have questions, answers, reviews, hot takes. We'd love to hear from you. Hello at pulpkitchenpodcast.com. Love. See you next week.